0: Hey everybody, this is Mike and I am doing the first part of um, a three-part presentation and each part builds upon each other and each part is like really kind of has a lot of detail. There's a lot to kind of unpack and so I'm breaking it up into three. And so this first one, and and the purpose of these three is to provide a little bit more perspective of what is happening right now. Um, A lot of the previous videos I've done, um, particularly as of late, has to do with, um, you know, what's happening right now and just some perspectives on that. And this is going to be like maybe a step or two back. Um, to understand it, and it's going to build. And where I hope to go with this is, you know, once we lay out what is um, kind of occurring, then, you know, maybe some different uh, solutions or um, options become evident. So, that's my intent for it. Uh, Today's... um, Today's presentation is going to be primarily focused upon um, uh, the age of Aquarius, uh, the precession of the equinoxes, and all of that sort of stuff a little bit of the Mayan calendar as well and um the second the second video or the second presentation is going to be more so about a lot of the previous research I have been doing for the last four years, which is the Susquehanna mystery, because it ties in exactly to, you know, so much of what we're experiencing. But to really understand how um, significant it is, we first need to understand this, um, you know, this this uh, uh, calendar system, if you will, which is used by... Um, you know, the folks that, that, that set the field <laughs> or set the game, you know, or setting the rules. So in order to really understand what's going on, you gotta, you gotta understand what the, the rules of the game are. Um, and even if you are familiar with a lot of like astro theology and astrology in general, um, you know, I think there's going to be some new stuff in here, which, which you have not seen or maybe thought of, thought about before but um so i encourage you to to watch this video and then secondly is um you know astrology doesn't resonate with everyone um and and i understand why and and i can appreciate that at at least but it's important that you understand the basics regardless of what your personal thoughts are or opinions are and the reason why i say that is because the people who who are playing this game so the people who who are the the rule makers if you will of this game you know this is very important to them and well how do we know that is let's let's start right here this is um just a picture i have taken from a book um my own personal book so i'm not sure i don't have it with me and I, I don't know the title i think it's it's a Um, I'll try to get that in the notes. It's like the Masonic, um, it's a Masonic book. And, um, someone asked, I saw on a, on a, asked me if I was a Mason. Um, you know, this is a side note right now on, on a comment from a previous video. And no, I'm not, I'm not a member of any secret organization or club or anything like that. No. No. Um, But so this is a book which was written by a Mason. It's a a photographic book of all of the Masonic symbology throughout Washington, D.C. And it's fascinating. It's very, very well done. But within Washington, D.C. are a bunch of known Zodiacs. And, you know, let's start off with this one right here. We can see this photo is taken from the Constitution Avenue, Avenue entranceway of the Federal Reserve building. And so what we have here, this is from the doorways and this is etched in glass. And you can see that there are the 12 signs of the Zodiac, you know, right when you walk into the Federal Reserve, you know, obviously this is significant. Why else would it be there? But it's not just the Federal Reserve. We see that throughout, um, throughout, uh, um, Washington, D.C. This is the National Academy of Sciences. And we see the Zodiac. You know, this is, it looks like it's in wrought iron here. This is Federal Triangle. We can see the Zodiac again right here. This right here is the, the, the Zodiacal signs on the floor of the Great Hall of the Library of Congress. And so astrology is a bunch of things like and a lot of times when people think about astrology um they're thinking about it in terms of like it's subjective um it's it's subjective meaning like you know aries means this or mars means this and you know and, and and the interpretations but there is an objective quality um which is also associated with astrology like um, and at the very, 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 very least, this objective quality is taken very, very seriously by those that you know they that that rule your world, our world, and the first and foremost purpose of astrology is it's a calendar, it's a timepiece, it is a clock. Here we see this a picture of Bracken House. I want to say that's like a um it's in London. Maybe it's, it's, it's like the headquarters of of one of the newspapers, one of the, the media. So it's, it's astrology is about timing, or at least that's one part of it. And so, you know, there, this here is, is a uh, um, kind of like a, uh, a snapshot, if you will, a two-dimensional picture of at least how, how outer space in the solar system is presented to us. And here's a, here's a side note. Um, you know, particularly a, a side note as it relates to like flat earth. Um, that's not my hot button. I, I find the topic very, very interesting, but, um, and I've seen, a, and I've seen a lot of the research, uh, re- research as it relates to it, but you know, I, I personally don't have an opinion right now, because it seems to be more of a decisive, a divisive mechanism. And I don't really understand what the, va- for me personally, what the value is, um, is in terms of like, you know, if this is, a, if, if flat earth is an accurate description of, um, of the plane of our reality, which, you know, the evidence certainly, you know, points to some really, uh, uh, um, different stuff, but that is the case, you know, that, that's going to have an impact in terms of like, you know, this model and how we think of astrology. So I just want to point out like, yeah, that, that plays into, into it, but, um, and I don't really have any comments on that right now, but I'm going to go and explain this the way that it has been presented, um, to, you know, the, the, the mainstream collective mind into the nature of, of the physical layout of, of our reality. And so what we have here is we've got the sun and then this just shows the earth and the earth going around the sun. But the truth of the matter is we could think of like all of the planets going around the sun. And then what we have here, these are the, the constellations that make up the, the zodiac. And what you can see is that it encompasses or encircles the entire like, um, solar system you know this backdrop of stars these are moving from our perspective on earth they rise and fall um throughout the year and they change you know the the what 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 stars we see in the heavens but what doesn't change is their position relative to one another um and so what happens is the the the, the planets, you know, we're calling them planets, but in truth of the matter is you've got white dots in the sky, which move and white dots in the sky that don't move, you know, that's the most basic way of, of, um, Of thinking about it and that's an objective reality like i'm seeing it you're seeing it with our eyes you know maybe it's up to debate what what we're actually looking at but we are all looking at the same thing which is moving dots which are for the most part the heavenly bodies you know excluding the sun and the moon they're a little bit different but everything else like uh from mercury to saturn these are the these are the heavenly bodies which are visible from from the, um, with the naked eye, and they're seen to move, um, against this backdrop of fixed stars. Now, keep in mind that there are, you know, theoretically infinite stars in this, um, in this backdrop, and these constellations, you know, however, whomever, like, decided these are the constellations, um, what they do is they represent a, a particular place in the heavens. And this is circular, you know, it, it, it loops back on itself. You know, this is the, the, this, the, the snake eating its tail. And, you know, theoretically it could be uh, broken up in, into infinite ways. But the nature of astrology shows it broken up into 12 pieces. Um, the 13th sign completely changes the nature of astrology um, in terms of how it's interpreted. 12 signs creates a certain understanding or filter for understanding the heavens. And that's based upon 12 and 60, this, that, that particular ratio. And it's all about like duality and oppositions. Um, you know, astrology is, it is, um, when we break up the heavens into these 12 pieces, you know, as soon as you do that, as soon as that was done, it becomes an artificial or a subjective reality placed upon the objective, which is like, yeah, there are a bunch of dots up in the, in the skies and, and it can be broken up in any different ways. So the reason I'm, I'm pointing that out is I want to say that there is more to our nature of living on earth and, and seeing our environment than just like this, this, uh, um, astrological perspective. But that being said, the astrological perspective, uh, one, uh, my experience has shown to has brought great value and understanding um, into reality, you know, for whatever mysterious reason, it, it seems to work. Um, but then two, it's very, very important um, to know it just to understand the logic of the people who make the rules of your life and your reality so okay let's go back to this being a timekeeper so you got this this is our fixed backdrop right here of the stars and then you know let's say right here is um is uh saturn um you know and saturn let's say right here let's say this is um uh 20 degrees libra that's libra right there so 20 degrees libra suggests or points to a very specific part of the heavens. When you say Saturn's at 20 degrees Libra, you're saying this is the part looking from Earth, if you look to where Libra is in the sky, where 20 degrees is, that is where you're going to go and find Saturn. So um Saturn goes and it, it orbits around the Sun and it gets kind of confusing because the Earth is moving too or at least that's the model that we're given. Um, regardless, they do appear to be moving. But it will take 30 years, what we think of years, for the for Saturn to return back to the same place. So that is a part of the timekeeping mechanism. Saturn's timekeeping mechanism is 30, or actually 29 and a half um. 25 and a half uh, years to get back to the same point in heaven in the heavens versus let's say jupiter is at the same point and and I, i choose jupiter and saturn very specifically because we're going to come to that in a little bit but jupiter it will do the same orbit it will be back at at 20 degrees libra in 12 years And, and Mars, you know, that's a little bit more than one earth year. And then, you know, Venus is a little bit less. And so, and the, and the outer planets, they're, they're even more. And it's from this movement, from knowing how long it takes planets to move throughout this backdrop of the heavens, it can work as, um, it works as a calendar. And, you know, I say this a lot in astrology time is not important so like the actual you know the 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 time it takes to go from one point to another to or to complete a circuit or to complete a loop but timing is what really matters is like you know how two things are happening like you know how how the how the different timekeeping mechanisms relate to one another so um each planet um has its own timekeeping kind of uh uh uh, time frame and then there's a a greater one a greater timepiece, and this is uh what we really want to talk about and this is known as the procession of the equinoxes and um the or the platonic year um and, you know, and again, this goes back to this whole sort of like flat earth thing, like, you know, if that's an accurate description, like, you know, just being open to it. I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying it isn't. But if that is open, if that is, if that is an accurate description of what the, what the, the our plane of of reality is, well, then that changes all this stuff, which I'm going to talk about right now. But the procession of the equinoxes is a um, time period, which is, um, explained as being uh uh uh, created or the effect of what's called the the axial tilt of the earth so this is the plane of the ecliptic and so the plane of the ecliptic imagine it like a um, like a, a record you know like a an album on a record player like that record all of the planets go around the sun on that same sort of plane on that same record and that's what this line that's what this line represents so the earth travels like in the models which we're given of how the solar system works the earth travels on this line right here and it goes around the sun however the earth as it relates to our north and south we're actually at an angle we're not perpendicular the north pole or the top of the earth is is perp- is not perpendicular to this plane um it is off it is off kilter kilter off kilter i don't know off offline like it's a it's a top it's not spinning perfectly on its axis it's starting to wobble and so that's a 23 and a half degrees and and that in itself is really significant but we're not going to get into that and it is from this like this this angle which is um which is offset from the perpendicular that creates what's called the wobble of earth. And what happens is, you know, as the model we're told is that the earth rotates on its axis, but then also because its axis is is on this this strange angle, it's also kind of rotating also, and it creates this wobble, and the point of all of this is very, very slowly, the angle which the Earth looks at these fixed stars, it changes, and that change is what creates the precession of the equinoxes. Um, You know, it's also known as axial precession, so this is, you know, how it's described from, you know, the Wikipedia uh, uh, astronomy explanation, because you have to realize, like, astronomy and astrology, they, um, they began as the same practice, and they were split up, like, right around, like, you know, the 1600s, Francis Bacon, Royal Society, you know, the, the, the death of alchemy, the birth of chemistry, um, all of this kind of, that's when this splitting up happened, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're linked, and if you are into astrology, it'll serve you to really understand astronomy, if you're into astronomy, I think it'll serve you to, to understand astrology, because, you know, they, they they are complementary in many ways, but anyway, so the axial precession is a gravity-induced slow continuous change in the orientation of the, astronomic, the astronomical body's rota- rotational axis, that's this thing right here, because this is wobbling, um, uh, the way the Earth um, is is relative; its angle to these stars it changes, and um, the way we see the stars changes. So, um, it in particular it can refer to the gradual shift in the orientation of the Earth's axis in rotation of this of a cycle of approximately twenty six thousand years. All right. So what 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 this means is. In in a period of 26,000 years, you know, imagine this, like, three-dimensionally, like, this point, like, this goes around, too, like, it's a wobble of the top of Earth, and that's 26,000 years, and during that 26,000 years, so, okay, so... um as the earth is said to go around the sun it looks like the sun changes where it is located relative to these to these um constellations and that's why we say like oh the sun is in taurus the sun is in aries the sun is in gemini it is like what the sun appears to be what the backdrop is in and so and that is known as like you know the solar year and the and it changes it goes from aries all the way to pisces um and because of the wobble, the change, um, the same thing happens is, is the, the, um, the, the tilt in terms of what it, what it appears, the, the, the backdrop of where the earth is relative to the fixed stars, it changes. And we, we, we spend a period of time in f- facing, if you will, each of these different, um, each of these different, uh, um, constellations or pie pieces of the heavens. And basically we see from, from our, from our perspective on earth, from our calendar or our day counting system, you know, the sun appears to be roughly like 30 days in each one of these signs. So it spends 30 days moving through here to there, to there, to there. And with the, the procession of the equinox, Um, this 26,000 year process to go around, um, it's, it is calculated that, um, we spend 22,160 years in each of, um, in each of these signs, um, and each period in the, in one of these signs is known as an age. And this is known as the Platonic year or the Great Year. So it's just like a solar year, but it's on a grander, on a grander um, uh, scale. And the, you know, and and th- this is a really nice slide right here because um, it kind of talks about the numbers associated with. Um, with with uh the procession and then these numbers if you're a numbers person you know this becomes very very uh um, i think is 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 interesting and significant particularly as it relates to like numerical resonances and stuff like that but if the procession of the equinoxes is is twenty five thousand nine hundred twenty years and um to make a 360 degree rotation uh it would mean it means that we go one degree uh every 72 years which is you know what we're told is the the uh um the the lifespan of a human being so you know there's all sorts of interesting correlations but anyway so all of this kind of build up here's like another another way of depicting this and this is all just like these are abstracts i mean you got to realize that you know there seems to be a level that this is real but then there's also levels like you know i i don't know this is true these time periods are abstract they're you know there's such long periods of time you're envisioning in your mind these 3d models and the thing is we're being told these 3d models from from organizations which have a history of telling lies so it's like You know that doesn't mean everything is alive but it means everything should be at least taken with a grain of salt you know maybe a little bit more of a less like paranoid sort of way of looking at it is um is as we grow in our perspective and in understanding our understanding of the model of reality can change as well and so you know this may be just like a this understanding of physical reality may just be reflective of this one particular level of consciousness because all of this like you know the big three-point presentation is about like this change this undeniable change which is occurring like we are living no matter how you want to look at it like right now you know april april 20th i think this is the date today uh, or maybe it's the 21st um you know, there's a change, there's a change in life on earth. And so we want to, we, we, we can recognize that as, um, as a degree of reality. And we want to understand, or at least I want to understand, and I want to try to be able to explain is, you know, greater perspectives of, of changes and what is, what is being manipulated and what's not being manipulated, because that's where we're going today is like how this is being manipulated, how this is being gamed, if you will. So okay, so um, we've got this. We talked about this this great slide, and we have the different constellations. We've got at twenty one or two thousand one hundred and sixty years, and these are known as ages. So the astrological ages. You know, if uh, if you're familiar with astrotheology, um, you know, I uh, this you you know, I'm just kind of going over the basics here, and we're we're going to go somewhere. But I wanna I wanna start on a level where we're all kind of have the same perspective or at least how i'm going to be um, explaining this coming from the same perspective so an astrological age is just like um you know if you say like your sun is in aries and aries has certain qualities and we tie that to the individual um the same is said about ages and an age a 2160 year period has a certain expression or quality relative to what aries is said to be and so again remember i said that all of this astrology particularly the 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 12 sign duality based like and why i say duality because because astrology 12 sign astrology is all built upon the oppositions you know every sign having its opposite yin yang you know the male the masculine the feminine how the different elements work like everything is oppositional um if it was done in a different model, like that goes out the window. If you've got like 13 signs, guess what? You don't have and it's broken up into 13 equal pieces. You don't have you don't have opposition anymore. You've got a different ratio. Uh, you've got kind of a Mayan ratio to be quite honest because the Mayan system is 1320 ratio as opposed to 1260. If that makes sense, you know what I'm talking about. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. Um, but we are going to talk a little bit about the Mayan calendar because it ties in. So, okay. So we've talked about the astrological ages. And so astrological ages, like this is like a general, um, uh, this breaks it down. So generally speaking in our, in our Western, um, calendar system, we see, uh, the year zero, if you will, is said to be the beginning of the age of Pisces and the age of Pisces ties in very much with like, when looking at when looking at culture from an astrological um, perspective an astro theological perspective, like the age of Pisces, it, it ties in with the time period of Jesus. And so we see that like, you know, with um, with with you know the the Pisces symbol with with, with fish and and you know the, the Jesus the Jesus symbol of the fish, which is really, you know, the, the, the vesicle Pisces or at least it correlates that with it and like you know there's all these different sort of correlations and we, so we've got like pisces with the fish and begins like you know when when jesus was born um and then we've got uh we've got the time period before that the 2160 period um and that's like airy the, the age of aries and like in the bible you've got like moses coming down and um he blows the the ram's horn from mount sinai and and that is, like, you know, the symbolic representation of the of the birth of the age of Pisces. And the reason why he came down and, and destroyed the golden calf, which all of the Israelites were worshipping, because the golden calf is a representation of the previous time period, that of the bull, the calf, the bull. So they destroy the calf, and they blow the ram's horn, and it's the beginning. So this all ties into, like, you know, this... Uh, it's not just... It's Western but it's greater than Western I'm going to focus on the Western on, on the Abrionic uh, religions um, primarily just just Judaism and, and Christianity but like you know we've got like we've, we can, we can see this this procession and in those those texts primarily like the Bible, the Old Testament the New Testament all this sort of stuff we can see if you know what to look for you know all of this astro theological sort of like um, clues and hints. And again, you know, this is, this is the nature of astro theology. And if, if, if you're watching this and you're like, you know what, that's all just you, that. Maybe this is not an objective truth um, in terms of how reality is, but what is objectively true is that the nature of the people who control your world, the, the federal Reserve, the the Congress, like this is what they believe and subscribe to. So part of being able if if astrology is something which which you are not intrigued by or it doesn't hold value that that is going to to not learn about astrology based upon your own personal interest in the topic is going to limit your understanding of the game which is being played, because you need to understand their, 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 um, their reality, their, their logic system, and so this is the logic system, we see it throughout the Bible, we see that through this idea of the apocalypse, you know, we're going to come into that, like that's a scary word, but what it means is this moving from one age to the other, that's the, that's the apocalypse, you know that's the that's that's what what the that's why moses came down and destroyed the uh um destroyed uh um the golden calf uh on a side note i think i I was watching a video i want to say it's by um atlantean gardens i can't think of the guy's name he makes some great great videos but um he showed these 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 pictures of statues and i've all i looked for them i just you know on on the internet because i want to include it in these in in these presentations but I can never find them but what it showed was there are these his, there's a a theme in um in uh uh history or at least what we're told of history of sculptures of showing like a a, a warrior goddess a Mithras a, a liberty goddess Killing the symbol of the previous age, and it's like a you know, there's one of her killing like a a ram, and and one of a bull, and 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 it's it's this representation of like a marking of the end of an age, and you know, again, this is why understanding goddess mythology is symbology is so significant because that really plays a big a big part in terms of the story which is being followed. Um, but that's like, again, like more, uh, um, you know, if you want to call proof or more like signs that this is the system in which the rulers, the writers of, of, um, of life on earth, um, this is what they follow. So what we are interested in is, um, Pisces into Aquarius. And you see this right here. It says that it um, that the age of Aquarius begins at in two thousand, the year two thousand one hundred sixty. So that's you know one hundred forty years from now, um, and that's part of like what uh, all of this seems to be um, about. You know, I've seen a lot of I I've seen a lot of um, different analysis of like when the next age begins and there really isn't you know it's not like from what i've seen or what i've been able to to ascertain in my own research like it really is not a hard science from like when we go from one age to another and there is a strong um you know, kind of like disagreement of like when the when the age begins so like right here we're saying 2160 the year 2160. So when it begins, you know, I've seen other like official uh, um, uh, claims of it happening earlier, you know, and, and like the whole thing shifts. Um, but what we can know for certain so like that's again this is abstract you know 20 two, a a 26,000 year cycle is beyond our understanding our point of reference of being in a human form um so it's like we can't take that too seriously or maybe it's more it's more um as an abstract it's more pliable but what we can take seriously is the symbology and what is being told to us through um you know, the, the stuff that's here now, and, and I'll, I'll be specific on that in a moment, but um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 we've got, so yeah, so we just talked about it. We got the, the 12 ages, or the 12 ages at 2,160 years. This gives us our precession of the equinox, which is 25,000 years, which is, remember, the axial precession is 26,000 years. And so we're talking about the same sort of thing right here. And at the same time, we're also talking about the Mayan calendar. The Mayan calendar is tracking this as, as well. And so where things get a little bit interesting is like, you know, if this is a cycle, like, where do you begin and where do you end um, uh, the different counting or like, you know, where you're tracking the cycle. And so I want to jump into um, uh, how this correlates to the Mayan calendar for a second before I get into what, what appears to be happening, which is this hijacking of the age of Aquarius, you know, um, that's what seems that's what's that's what's occurring and i'm gonna you know 33 minutes to (laughs) to build up like to that point but that's what this is going to be about like you know how it what is what are the different archetypes that are being played with and how we're seeing it in like our our actual experiential reality and what is happening right now so okay so mind calendar i'm gonna go through this kind of fast but then we're gonna come back to it later so this here this, this 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 stone, um, this is a symbol of the Mayan long count, um, this is the, the Mayan long count, uh, calendar, and this was like a really big deal in the collective consciousness, uh, because of 2012, uh, you know, everyone probably remembers that, and it's fascinating, you know, uh, how this whole sort of mind thing came into the collective consciousness and its co- correspondence with like terence mckenna and like in search of the tv show from the 70s and seeing how this was um this was played upon um uh the collective mind within um you know humanity that's another topic but just be aware that that's why this is important the mind calendar it ties up with um it ties up to this procession of the equinoxes, this changing of ages, but it's told a little bit differently, and it also provides insight in terms of of um what we can expect. Remember, we we're told like the or uh, what was told by the by through mainstream sources, like anyone who studied the mind calendar a little bit more um deeply would be able to recognize the simplification of how the mainstream told it, but nonetheless, how it was how it was told to the mainstream is significant because um, you know that creates the collective dream, and this is how you go and you hijack. Creating the collective dream is how you create, like you know, how you can create the hypnosis. So anyway, so mind calendar. So mind calendar is friggin awesome because it's just based upon counting. And it's based upon something which we can understand in reality, and that is, like, the day. Like, regardless of, like, whatever we are experiencing, right? You know, whether this is a, you know, base reality or simulation reality and, like, I don't know, flat earth and sphere earth and, like, whatever, like... I don't know and i don't really care in a certain way what i care about is like being in this body right now because if you're just in your head and it's just all abstract like you know i don't know that doesn't do it for me i'm a little bit more like you know um uh uh, feet on the ground um with my with my my mysticism so anyway so, so the mind calendar is all based upon the day and that's one thing which is arguable the sun rises it sets and the sun rises again and from sunrise to sunrise that is one unit and so you've got like the mind calendar and you know this is just a simplification of so okay so this is what this is called this is the five positions of the long calendar it starts with the day it goes up to these things uh, right here a baktun a baktun is 144,000 days and then this this right here this represents 13 baktuns so 13 baktuns is 144,000 days and um uh if you have 13 of them let's see if we have this right here where am i looking for uh the completion of the 13 bak is the completion of this and that time period is duh, 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 it's 5125.36 uh, years again we can see like the we can see the 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 limitation of of a gregorian calendar versus the um the act how a Mayan calendar is different um each of them has like benefits or you know um strengths and weaknesses but this is precision there's no such thing as a 0.36 year like that's not a real thing however you know if you go and you multiply this 144,000 days times um uh 140 times five well then uh, or times 13 excuse me you get this number which is equal to this 12125.36 like we can see like how these numbers this is much more precise than this regardless so this is equal to um 1 1.872 million days or 5125 years So how does this line up to the procession of the equinoxes? So you've got a Mayan calendar, 125,000 years, and then we've got five cycles. The reason I chose five is because we go right here, and we see when you multiply five times um, this number, we get 25,625, which is... 98.9%, 98.9%, like in terms of time frame, of one precession of the equinox. It's the same friggin' cycle. Sliced up a little bit differently, you know. We're we're slicing it up by uh I guess multiply five times thirteen. So what is that? That's um five times thirteen, sixty-five. So that would be sixty five baktuns, and that compares to what like you know, astrology is gonna call um these twelve two thousand one hundred and twenty six thousand peer uh time periods, but um the Mayan calendar. We could see an in, an in, uh, in, uh, a count of five lines up with the the wobble of the Earth, the precession of the equinoxes, and I think five is also interesting because um, what's significant within the Mayan calendar and with a lot of calendars is Venus, and Venus has this fifty-two year cycle as well, and F- Venus corresponds directly with 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 five, or at least it relates to Earth in a five relationship. Um, uh, i don't want to go too down the rabbit hole but if people who are familiar with with you know the the planets from this way you know about like you know the five-pointed star between uh the 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 um the cycle of venus relative to the cycle of earth we've got five right here we've got all these different things uh quetzalcoatl corresponds to to venus and we've got Lucifer as venus we've got all of this different stuff and like some ways they line up but not even like let's not even go down that path all i want to show is like It is, it's, it's corresponding and we want to, the reason I'm bringing that up is because what, what the Mayan, uh, calendar, particularly the 2012 date represented was the end of the calendar, but it wasn't just the end. Um, it was larger than just like one of these cycles. It was a, a, a fifth count. There was a synchronization and that synchronization is, um, you know, if you ask me, this is, we're ta- whether you're calling it the age of Aquarius or you're calling it the fifth sun, whether you're calling it whatever, like there's a change which is happening. And <clears throat> we're going to talk about that change and we're witnessing something. At the very least, we're witnessing a hijacking of that, but it is my impression that what we're seeing is a, a, a manipulation of it and there truly is this change occurring right now. So now we're getting into the good stuff. So all of that was just like the lead up to, um, uh, um, the age of Aquarius. So the reason why I want to focus on the age of Aquarius is because this is, um, the, the, the organizations, the peoples, the mindset, the consciousness, which is ha, which has the greatest influence right now on the collective of earth te- is a Western perspective. And that is Western astrology and Aquarius. And so we're going to look at that. So, um, here's some of the signs of like, Hey, the, the age of Aquarius is coming. So, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the musical i'm not certain what year came out i think came out um um late 60s so the song um uh let the sun in um let the let the sunshine in the dawning of the age of aquarius have you seen the 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 musical hair um you know that was a popular song um i think it was first released by this album called called the fifth dimension we're going to come back to fifth dimension in a little bit but this was introduced this was introduced to the um collective particularly the counterculture like during this 1960s time period and so we're seeing this like movement in all of these different markers, um, particularly cultural markers of moving into the, the age of Aquarius. So one way which we can think about it is this, this like 1960s counterculture movement. And this is where it gets, where we start to like become aware of like the dream and the manipulation aspect is like, you know, if you, you, you're familiar with, uh, with, uh, dave mcgowan is that his name dave mcgowan's work and all of like the stuff which looks at the counterculture movement from the 60s it was completely like controlled by the cia right and so and if you go further you know that the cia is 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 a a a a um offshoot of the original um state-sponsored spy craft which goes back to john d you know 007 um and so it's the same organizations, it's the same people. John D. Rosicrucianism, the founding of 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 the British Empire, the founding of the United States Empire. It's all the same. It's always been there. So that's why it's so important to understand. When I say, excuse me, when I say always, I'm just talking about like what we're told for the last four hundred years. So I'm not saying always, always, always. I'm just saying like if you want to understand what's going on now, let's just start in this. 400 year time period so we've got this age of aquarius fifth dimension and this was very much tied to this like hippie sort of um communal commune living um uh expression of the age of aquarius and the age of aquarius and we're going to get into what that represents we're going to see it's more complex it's more complex um in its symbology uh Or it's just complex more i'm not going to compare it to anything so its first kind of definition has to do with like this golden age of humanity um this very like you know loving like we're all one big family and we are we're sharing this experience and let the sun shine in and all of like the 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 stuff that the that the 60s counterculture um was really embodying and um you know As We know this was, this was, uh, um, this was, this was, this was a bit of a co-op, you know, this was, this was set up by the CIA. So the sixties was one time period. and, And in my opinion, you know, uh, this really came to an end or they, 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 they shut that down or the ritual happened with that with, um, uh, is it the Monterey pop festival where, where the Rolling Stones were performing and that guy gets killed in the front, um, in the in the by the hell's angels in front of the stage you know this was a snuff film this was this is this time period was the snuff film time period like the jfk assassination that was like you know the Zabruder film was a snuff film and this and the the that i can't remember the name of the documentary but you know it's pretty famous you know and particularly interesting because it was filmed by a then film student george lucas but of the Rolling Stones performing, and then seeing this actual murder um, unfold. And that was right outside of San Francisco, which so much of the counterculture movement was tied into. And it was, um, you know, that was, here's your death ritual. So let's fast forward a little bit and go through, and I go through this in in the videos in the 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 hundred year transition period, like this all kind of overlaps. But the hundred year transition goes from like the first computer to to transhumanism or to the singularity, and this is being driven by um, by uh, uh, Silicon Valley primarily, and what Silicon Valley represents, and. Silicon Valley is, you know, it's very close to San Francisco and San Francisco is often thought of, you know, it's different than McGowan's work, which focuses primarily down in Laurel Canyon and in the Los Angeles area. But, but, you know, the, 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 um, was it the Summer of Love and like, you know, all of like the Hate ashbury that's what it is, all of that San Francisco sort of stuff, that's, you know, that's, that, that, that movement is tied to San Francisco. And then this is, San Francisco then became like, you know, the epicenter of this transhumanism. And this is, you know, what we're going to see is part of this hijacking of, of the expression of the Age of Aquarius. So the age of aquarius is first shown in this communal living sort of way and that there's a truth to that because the age of aquarius represents humanity as a family it is it it is thought of as a golden age of humanity because of how like we relate with one another you know it is a a very like um uh brotherly love sisterly love you know sort of way of being and not like about war and and so there is a truth to that uh, a in one of the archetypes associated with age of aquarius now again i don't know if age of aquarius is a real thing or not all i know is the people that control the world and who set the stage for how how life is lived yeah they're following it and um (laughs) so anyway so age of aquarius so this is only telling one part of the aquarius archetype which is this kind of like human family um, another part of the age of Aquarius has to do with innovation. And innovation can be expressed in many, many different ways. And right now we think of innovation primarily as it relates to computers and computer innovation and that is our silicon valley so we see how this kind of came to an end really right was this this ritual right um right around 1970. 1970 is when the first personal computer came this is the beginning like you know where silicon valley really really began to take off uh 77 um was a big year uh I go into this in other videos, but 1995 is the next major, um, the next major event, uh, as relates to San Francisco and the hijacking of the expression of, of, of the age of Aquarius, because in 1995, two things happened in San Francisco, and and I'm not going to go in on the same day, and that was the, um, The death of Jerry Garcia, the lead singer of the Grateful Dead, who was the ultimate counterculture band of San Francisco that represented, you know, that particular movement. And then also the IPO of the company Netscape and the IPO of Netscape was a symbol of like the the dawn of the age of 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 the um internet so we see where san francisco went from from the city of love to now really of like the internet world it's all connected there and and this is also um ties in to the same organizations you know that's where amorc is headquartered singularity university is right by the headquarters of the ancient mystical order of the rosy cross which goes back to you know the same folks john d francis bacon all that sort of stuff so anyway so okay so that's one expression this this uh age of aquarius um song we see how that how it was presented within you know popular culture uh i've talked about this in other videos like the 40 year the 40 year um virgin um the 40 year old virgin This, you know, this can be thought of as really, really like maybe even lowbrow comedy, but um, it ain't. Uh, But last scene of it you know, they, they kind of tell you what this is representing, what, what the 40 year old virgin is. And like, you know, the sacred marriage and like, there's so much symbology in that, but like the last scene in that movie was, they were all dancing, you know, let the sunshine in age of Aquarius, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You know, I thought this was twenty, I thought that it was supposed to happen in, in, um, (laughs) in, uh, um, in 2060, you know, it's, 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 but is it happening now? It's, it's, it's it's difficult to tell um but we can see how this is being seeded within the collective culture and it's being seeded in the same sort of area and there are these certain ideas which are being put in and tied into this expression of the age of aquarius so i'm talking about and i keep bringing up the archetypes of aquarius the archetypes of aquarius and so um Let's go right here. So traditionally, Aquarius is associated with electricity, computers, flight, democracy, freedom, humanitarianism, idealization, idealism, idealism modernization, astrology, nervous disorders, rebellion, non conformity, um, veracity, perseverance, humanity, and irresolution. So, you know, again, this was just the Wikipedia explanation, but we can see these are some of the archetypes expressed from that. But if we really want to understand where this comes from, we got to go a little bit deeper. And when we go deeper, we want to look at who are the, um, the ruling planets of Aquarius. So Aquarius in astrology, Aquarius, um, you know, Aquarius represents this part of the heavens, this part of the heavens. And it is said from the astrological theory that each part of the heavens has a ruling planet or an associative planet. And these planets typically are very similar in terms of archetypical qualities of this particular region of the heavens. So regardless of like, you know, whether there's truth to this or not, My experience has seen that there's a lot of truth to it, but that could just be because we're living within the system. But nonetheless, so understanding the ruling planets of Aquarius is going to give us more insight into what the age of Aquarius is said to be. So let's go and look at this. So um, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Uranus. All right, let's let's begin right there. So there, was, uh, there are 12 signs in, in, um, in astrology, and there were, at least in, in traditional astrology, there were seven heavenly bodies. You got the sun and the moon, and then you got Mercury, Venus, Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter. And those are the only heavenly bodies that are visible uh, without any aid to the human eye. So everything else which is seen in the um, in the solar system, you need to have some sort of trickery, whether that's like the optics of 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 a telescope or whether that is the creative display from from NASA. You know, it's 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 it's, we it becomes like a little bit more of an abstract. And so um, each one of these seven planets, they were the rulers of the 12 different planets. Of the 12 different signs or there's a correspondence i like to think of the words correspondence makes more sense to me so saturn was the original ruler of aquarius and then when uranus was discovered um in i think it was in the 1800s uranus was discovered and then like however this happens you know whoever is the the governing body of astrology you know they're like okay uh uh uranus is now the the that is the ruler of aquarius and so now it gets kind of interesting, and now it's, it's understood from a, um, astrological perspective is all of the outer planets, so that's Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, um, they are now, uh, considered rulers of, of signs, so that would be Aquarius, Pisces, and, um, and, uh, uh what, what's the third, one I say, Neptune, Pisces, and, and Scorpio, um, they are the higher expression of the ancient rulers of, um, of those particular signs. So there is a link between those planetary energies. So what this means is like um, Uranus is the higher expression of Saturn. So this means Aquarius or the age of Aquarius or Aquarius type of of archetype has both Saturnian qualities and Uranus qualities. And Saturn and Uranus qualities are said from an astrological perspective to be linked and one is a higher expression you know, think of it like octaves, and think about, like, the notes, like, you know, middle C, when you're going up in octaves, it's, it's still C, there's still a resonate, it still resonates the different Cs, but it's a higher expression, and so we can begin to see how they relate, and we can understand, like, this greater, um, this very, very wide expression of what, what, what Aquarius can be, and so what this means is, there is a Saturnian nature of, of Aquarius, And there is a uranus nature of aquarius and then look what it says right here their natures are diametrically opposed saturn is the planet of orthodoxy and tradition and uranus is the planet of ultra progressive thinking so this is where it starts to get interesting and this is where you can begin like to understand where there is this wiggle room for interpretation all right i i find this fascinating so it's uh you know we said the uranus and saturn their their natures are diametrically opposed this is from the astrological perspective now if you go and you look on like you know what what nasa what any of our space agencies tell us it's like you know this is what saturn looks like it's a planet with rings and the rings are kind of horizontal and then this is what uranus looks like it also has rings but their rings are diametrically opposite from these they are vertical so it's like you know all of these different sort of, of, of clues are like supporting the same kind of like narrative. So, okay, we want to go and look at, um, uh, uh, you know, here we see many astrologers still consider Saturn to be the co, the, the, the co-ruler of Aquarius. So, um, you know, let's go and look at, let's go look at, uh, um, Let's go look at um, Uranus, and what Uranus has said to represent because when we think of aquarius now and remember we went through all of these these qualities associated with aquarius they're really the the products of of uranus because uranus is said you know electricity lightning computers electronic media technology realistically if you ask me this is all innovation The, the truth is it's innovation this is just an expression of innovation but you know this is part of this drumming we're seeing that this is part of like the silicon valley because there are other expressions of innovation we're just seeing it in this computer way uh, the internet networking social media everything virtual innovation invention social change political activism humanitarianism a straw or aquarius which is an air sign but it's called the water bearer which is very confusing is about people like so all of this is really really you know it's all over the place But typically when we think of, or when like in a very, very like quick and easy way of thinking about the, the age of Aquarius, you know, this kind of like, um, this, this, this like, uh, one family of, 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 of love, you know, we're, we're thinking of this, this kind of Uranus type of energy, um, but we know that there's a Saturnian element as well. And we see like uh Saturn is, you know, restrictions, structure, imposing limits. Um, it's authority. Authority is key. Authority is key. Um from and this is where we're starting, where it's going to start getting like um we're we're dealing with like a variety of archetypical expressions because saturn um saturn from an astrological perspective is thought of it's it's a real mixed bag because saturn is um it represents you know uh uh where we face our limitations so that we can build up a structure and strength and discipline in order to be um effective within earth you know that's that's what saturn represents astrologically and so like people with like uh um positive Saturn placements meaning like it's in a in a good sign or an easy sign and it doesn't have like what would be called like hard aspects to difficult planets Um uh, Uh, you know, if it's, uh, that is like Saturn will be your friend and it, and you're very disciplined and the, 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 the benefits, the karma of Saturn are working your benefit. And, you know, negative Saturn is like, this is where you're challenged and life is challenging. And, you know, this, this where you get into like astrological perspective, but generally speaking, like, yes, um, Saturn is thought of as, uh, it used to be called the, one of the, the great malefic planets, um, it's also particularly more modern astrology it's thought of as you know it's it's it it can be also very very positive within human growth and if you look back from or if you want to look at it from a, a of a lens within um the age of aquarius or with its relationship of uranus like uranus is going to be a higher expression of a saturnian quality saturn is really about structure and discipline so it's like once once saturn is said to like have been established then like you know the higher qualities can flourish within it um you know that's one way of looking at this relationship uh between saturn and and uranus but um That ain't the only Saturn, um, that ain't the only Saturn, uh, 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 symbology, because, um, you know, probably if you're watching this, you're, you're very familiar with, with, uh, Saturn death cult, you know, you're understanding that traditionally Saturn and Satan, you know, they're the, they're the same archetype um, or at least Satan came from Saturn, um, whether you want to look at that from, like, a, um, like, a biblical perspective, and, like, in Hebrew, I believe, um, uh, Satan is known as the adversary, in astrology, Saturn represents, um, opposition, it represents challenge, where you can grow, And, you know, from that perspective, like, you know, there's, there's something about, about Saturn, which is, you know, like, okay, yeah, this is important. This is my growth. I want to get strong. But then there's this other thing about like Saturnian, like death cults and Satan being like, you know, the, the, the bad Satan, not like the person who challenges you. And we look at the rulers of the world and the authoritative control, which, which, which is, um, has been around for a very long time but what we are seeing right now right now in terms of what is happening worldwide is a saturnian like is saturnian in its darkest expression of total control and total um and total uh, uh authoritative like you're going to do it my way and this is what we're seeing is at play right now we're seeing this expression of the age of aquarius type of motif coming into like you know this is what's unfold- unfolding behind before our eyes And we know because we've just gone through this entire sort of presentation, what, I'm an hour into this, and it's like the age of Aquarius, there's a lot of play to it. There's a lot of ways it can be expressed, and there are many ways which are very, very different from this Saturnian authoritative authoritative ways. And this is very much tying into to the age of Aquarius. We're going to get to that in a moment. So the last uh, the last part of this particular part of the presentation, you know, hopefully I could get this in, in about five, ten minutes. Uh, this is what it's all about. So hopefully, you know, you've, you've stuck around like this is this is the payoff. So why now? All right. So astrology is about timing and timekeeping. And so the age of Aquarius, you know, we talked about this in the beginning, you know, when does it begin? You know, when is this, this 2160 year age end? You know, there are all of these different explanations. Is it here? You know, we know that the, the, um, the, the procession of the equinoxes tie, tie into, to the Mayan calendar, the Mayan calendar, as we were told, was like supposedly ended, when did it, and, uh, do I have it in here, the, um, the 2012, um, prophecy, you know, we're, we're told that's when it came to an end, you know, regardless if it's, if it's exactly 2012 or 2020, and we're gonna get to that in a moment, like, we're seeing like there is, there is, There is put into the collective consciousness, like there's all of these different dates. There's play. We're dealing with this grand, grand time period of 25,000, 26,000 years. So there's like, you know, that's beyond the human, um, the human comprehension of time. It's an abstract. And if you've seen some of the other videos, this inception idea, this dream within the dream, you know, this is what you do. You're building a dream that, that feels real, that there's an element of truth to it. But then there's this also this certain expression. And so it's the timing. And that's what we're seeing right now. And that's why we're seeing this, this lockdown occur right now. So let's go understand why. Why now? You know, there's all, there. we've seen multiple, multiple, multiple like movements towards this. And this is just one movement. It's a big one. We looked at like, uh, I talked about 1970 being a major change, um, uh, particularly as it relates to the age of Aquarius and like the death of the, 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 what, um, the Monterey Pop Festival and then 1995 uh, is the the age of the Aquarius and that's the death of Jerry Garcia and the birth of of Netscape in Silicon Valley and then you know this is happening in a 25 year uh, in increment this is what the the whole hundred year transition is about i really really recommend watching those videos because this began 1945 first computer 25 years later uh first personal computer 25 years later we have we have the um we have the next uh um uh Iteration of the age of Aquarius, 1995, and then 2020, 25 years after that, which is where we are, and which is when we're seeing this big change. And we can see these jumps happening on so many levels um, as it relates to the age of Aquarius and on these other sort of structured movements. And we can also see it with the heavens. And so remember when we talked about Jupiter and Saturn, when we talked about Jupiter and Saturn, so right, uh, right here this is what we're going to call zero degrees aquarius this is where the um the the um a key beginning of of aquarius and it gets really confusing because the age of aquarius goes backwards in time like the age of aquarius because of the procession of of the equinox would really begin on 29 degrees the end of aquarius but we're dealing with all these energies. We, we, you know, it's something greater than three-dimensional thinking, but but we can see what's happening. So coming in from this side is this other like trigger. And what this trigger is, is what we call the great conjunction. The great Great conjunction, a conjunction in astrology is anytime we have two planets in the same place in the heavens. And it's happening all the times, so, you know, the, uh, the and they're known as transits. Um, but what's known as the Great Conjunction is the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Great conjunctions occur regularly every 20 years, um, and they come from uh, Jupiter's 12-year orbital period and Saturn's 30-year orbital period. And so, from an astrological perspective, this is thought of as a big deal. You know, here we see, like, you know, there have been some speculation that the so-called star of Bethlehem was the great conjunction, this Saturn and Jupiter, um, conjunction in the heavens. And so we know from astro theology that the, that the, the, the star of Bethlehem is the symbol of the birth of the, of the age of, of Pisces. So why is that s- significant? Because we just had a great conjunction. The great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn will occur December 21st, 2020. So not only is this conjunction happening, like, you know, which is already significant, it is happening on a significant day, which is the solstice or winter solstice. And not only that, it is happening at, does it say it right here? Um, I think I have it on, um, I thought I had the slide, but I guess I don't. But so it is happening. Oh, here it is. In December 2020, Saturn and Jupiter reach a conjunction. They're in the exact same place in the heavens, and that place is zero degrees Aquarius. So whether or not that's the birth of the age of Aquarius... um. You know, again, we're seeing all of these different sort of definitions of when the birth of the age of Aquarius could be. But I'll tell you what, it certainly leads to from from a ruling perspective, this is a key thing. It is both a great conjunction, the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. It is at the key location at zero degrees Aquarius, and it is happening on a key date, which is December twenty first, twenty twenty, which is a a a um an equinox, and uh, this is the closest Jupiter and Saturn's conjunction will be since. 1623 and so that matters because this all ties into the susquehanna mystery and when that began we're not going to cover that here that's the second part but we can see how this is all lining up and we can see right here these are great conjunctions you know these are the last times they have occurred this just goes back through through um a 300 year period and you can see these are the signs where it happens And this is when December 21st, 2020, this is when it's in Aquarius. We see, we see that there is a significant timing of, 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 of procession of the equinox um, tied to Jupiter and Saturn. And we're seeing that Jupiter and Saturn's conjunction is happening at this zero degrees Aquarius. And so this is in December, 2012. And, uh, or 20, 2019, excuse me. And at this same time is when we, and you know, look right here, five days later, there's a solar eclipse. You now, all of these symbols are happening at the, in the heavens. And this is exactly when we have the naming of this virus which leads to this Saturnian expression of the age of Aquarius, and one of the things I didn't say was Saturn from astrology is said to rule the earth. Saturn um, or rules Capricorn, like right now in modern astrology, Capricorn is the sign associated or ruled by by saturn and capricorn is called cardinal earth the first earth sign and cardinal signs are the rulers of the element so saturn rules rules earth and from a biblical perspective you know it is said that satan rules the earth saturn and satan it's all about ruling the earth and that is third dimension and we've been told right here and this is just a clue we're not going to get into it uh, you know, it is the fifth dimension, the higher dimension of Aquarius that we're interested in, you know, this this uh this Aquarius, this this higher expression, this Uranus expression of Aquarius is to the benefit of humanity. But what we're seeing being forced upon us through this dream is a sat. Saturnian expression and it is being tied it is being tied this is how you create the dream this is how you create the dream which is it is tied to this like well yeah like let's go and have all of this happen with the 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 heavenly symbols of saturn in aquarius and so even particular you know saturn enters aquarius in march 2020 so uh, astrology is confusing because, you know, it is not just looked at, um, from the earth's stationary perspective because the earth is said to be in movement too. And so as these planets are in movement and we're in movement, that's how we get what's called, um, uh, retrograde. They appear to be moving backwards. So Saturn is, was, um, it was at zero degrees Aquarius when the conjunction occurred, but then it moved back through uh, through retrograde, this appearance of moving backwards back into the previous sign, um, Capricorn, but then it re-entered for good in March as all of the Saturnian expression of of Aquarius is happening. And, um, <laughs> you know, I want to go back and, and, and I'm going to tie this up like right now is, you know, we're seeing here, we're seeing this, like, you know, the last time Jupiter and Saturn were, were this close in conjunction was in 1623. And this is, this is, um, this puts us back in this time period of, of, uh, um, of when this whole globalism, because globalism is an astral, is a, a archetype of one expression of, of the human family you know it's one expression globalisms were all connected you know it may be an ugly way but it is certainly aquarius like you know this all began in this time frame with the with the the birthplace of the united states and this is all at this 1620s time period when saturn and jupiter were last conjunct you know, just pulling together this, this, this presentation, you know, I came across this, the pilgrims landed in 1620, which is exactly 400 years from 2020. This is what we're talking about. The Bible refers to an unfulfilled 400 year prophecy. You know, 400 years is really, really, really significant. And I want to end with this last, uh, um, let's see if I can find it. I hope I can. Um, this last, um, piece on um on astrology here and the mayan calendar and i'm looking for it i i can't seem to find it well what it is is um it was a quote by stephen hawking you know regardless of regardless of 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 what and whom stephen hawking uh was or is, um, all right, I found it, sorry about that, so Stephen Hawking, so, you know, it was said back in, like, you know, 2012, that Stephen Hawking was, like, oh, the, uh, you know, based upon his calculations, the minds got it wrong, it's 2020, so, again, you know, it's, Stephen Hawking, he was, he, he is put out there by the same people who, who, who tell us our stories, you know, so take that in consideration. He was, a I you know, if, if I'm I'm pretty certain he was a visitor of the Epstein Island, he was in that crowd one way or the other, um, He's also said to be the smartest guy who is alive, you know, during this, this, this time period. Uh, and so he is linking 2020 to what the, what the Mayan calendar is said to represent. And so again, now we're seeing multiple, multiple, multiple fingers from the, from the, the same storytellers of collective culture that's saying 2020 is the year. And we're looking around and we're seeing it and um we can see how it ties in very much we understand now like about saturnian and uranus type of archetypes and how it ties in with the age of aquarius and how we're seeing a specific expression is being is being um hypnotized upon us so it's with that i want to i'm going to wrap this up right now this was a whole bunch of stuff and um and part two we're going to go back and we're going to look at the Susquehanna mystery, and we're going to see how this ties in and why it's so significant. And then the third part is going to be talking about like, well, okay, well, you know, what are some, I I don't want to be the guy who tells anyone what to do, but I'm going to tell you what I, what this makes sense to me. and, and, how this translates in terms of a way to um navigate this time period so with that my friends thank you for your attention um (laughs) uh this is it it ain't going back you don't put the genie back in the bottle and uh the if you're watching this you have undoubtedly been preparing for this your entire life and undoubtedly everything you need is in your backyard literally and figuratively So, um, until part two, (laughs) this is Mike have a good one.